0: Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. If you have your Bibles, open with me to Joshua chapter 14, and uh, my wife was teaching on the last three messages she brought about speaking to the promises that God has given you speaking to the promises. Let's see, something about a word from some new guy trying to get started in the ministry, Jerry Savell said, you know, this is a year of maximum results, highest level attainable, amen. I don't know about you, but I take those words serious, you know, and I don't want to be at the end of the year saying, well, you know, it didn't happen for me. And uh, I'll never forget the time that the Lord gave us a prophetic word and we had gotten other words up to that particular time, and you know I'd gone through uh, some challenging times I know none of you ever have because you're always overcomers and you don't have any challenging times in your life, but I was happen to have gone through a few challenging times, and we get this word isaiah fifty four and you know uh, uh, you know lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes you're going to expand and 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 God's going to bless you and And I'm like, yeah, on the outside, but on the inside. I'm going, really, Lord? You ever have that Gideon moment? You know, yeah, I I know you're real. I know you're, you're a good God. I know you want to do things for me, but man, it just, just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can really, really get into this right now. And so the next day, I think it was the next day, I I went to the Lord, I said, what is it about me, you know, what is it about me that I'm having a hard time receiving what you're saying? I believe, I believe that word was from the Lord. I believe other words that he gave us was from the Lord. What, what, what was it, you know, and, and God began to minister to me about some things and, uh, you know, one of the things they showed me was that I was allowing shame to get in my life. Well, the truth of the matter is that when we see the Scripture here in a moment, you know, I was allowing other things to distract me from really serving God with my whole heart. You know, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And maybe if you're lucky and you got the right number from heaven, all these things shall be added unto you. Oh, it's not a lottery? Oh, no? Oh, maybe if, you know, If, uh, you know, God thinks you're special, this will happen to you. Doesn't happen that way. No, he says, all these things shall be added unto you. Because we know God's no respecter of a person. You know, and when we see God bless somebody, we ought to be shouting because, you know what, if God will do it for them, he'll do it for me. Well, what would hinder God from blessing me? Well, the truth is, if I look in the mirror, I'll find the number one culprit that hinders God from blessing me. And that is me. And I have to get over some of these things. I had to get over some shame. I had to get over some things. And the Lord really ministered to me during that time. But here in Joshua, this is when Caleb, he's excited. The children of Israel have finally gotten to the promised land. And if you remember the story when Moses sent them in the first time, Caleb and Joshua came out, and Caleb jumped up and said, we're well able to do this, we can do this. We got a word from God, you know, but the other 10 spies said, no, there are Nephilims in the land, and what is a Nephilim? It's a giant, you know, and, 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 and they're bigger than we are, and, and see what, a lot of people don't understand this, and I'm going to give you some really good historical teaching right now, but. See, now God chose the children of Israel to go in that land. That's so true. But God also chose them to remove the polluted DNA of the Nephilim. A lot of people don't know what that is. And the nephilims were the giants, okay? And they were a result of the sons of God who came down and had relationships with women. And so the the offsprings were giants, and it was a, um, a a corruption in the purity of the DNA that God wanted to bring the Christ in, and so these nephilims were still there even after the flood. How'd they get there after the flood? You know, I used to think that, you know, something wasn't right because you know the flood killed them all. But, you know, a lot of people believe that Cain's wife had the nephilim DNA in her. And so that gene kept on going. And God said, you know what, you know, I have to destroy this perverted race by the rebellious sons of God that came down and had relationship uh, with women so that I can continue on with my plan for mankind and bring in the Savior to the world. And so they came back and, you know, they said, you know, hey, we can do this. We got a word from God. Well, they had more than a word from God they had an assignment they had a cause see this is what you know David said you know whenever uh, he heard the giant you know uh you know try to discredit all the uh, uh uh men of Israelite the army you know and 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 so he said is there not a cause don't I, it's more than just a word, which that's what that word means. I have a word, but is it, is it, I have a purpose. And my purpose is not only to be a king, and my purpose is not only to be a deliverer, but actually my purpose is to uh, purge mankind, be a part of purging mankind. You know, we read these stories about, you know, how God said to, you know, David and and the Israelites go in and don't leave anything remaining. Don't leave man, woman, or child. What was God doing? Purging the perversion. It's exactly what he was doing so that the Savior could come through a pure DNA. And so they came back from spying out the land and, you know, and Caleb and, and Joshua was, we, got, we we can do this because they had a word. But they had more than a word. They had a Purpose. They had a cause from God, but the other ten guys they said, "Yo, no way! The Nephilims, the giants, are there, and, and 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 you know we look like grasshoppers compared to them. Not only do we see ourselves as grasshoppers, but they see us as grasshoppers. But I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter how people see you when you have your purpose." and you have your cause and you have your vision i'm here to tell you there is nothing that can stop god's plan for your life and that's the key keeping that cause alive keeping that purpose alive keeping that vision alive in your own soul and your own heart and so here we move and, and we get ahead here and, and here uh, after 40 years because they, they rebelled against God. How did they rebel against God? They didn't believe God. That's all. I mean, that's just simple, uh, simply as, uh, as, as, as that is the fact that they just didn't believe God. God called that rebellion. You know, God said, you know, hey, I'm giving you the land. No, we can't believe you, God. Well, who else are you going to believe? Can't believe God. Don't believe in anything else but God. Amen. Amen. There's nothing in the world to believe that will give you hope. Right. You know? So they said, well, we just can't believe God. Said, you know, look, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to let this. Add. I, I've worked with you knuckleheads. I'm telling you, I, 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 I put the plagues on the Egyptians. I told you the same sickness that came on them will not come on you. I'm Jehovah, or Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee. None of these things that came on the Egyptians will come up on you. But I did all these plagues, and if that wasn't good enough, I split the Red Sea. And if that wasn't good enough, I caused you to walk across the Red Sea on dry land. Now, I don't know if you've ever been on a creek bed or in a pond or something where it was drained, but usually the bottom of the pond or the creek bed is not dry the next day or the day after that, or the day after that, or the day, it usually takes two weeks, three weeks for that. God supernaturally dried it up so that one and a half million people walked across on dry land. God did all these signs and these wonders for these, these uh, 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 Israelites, you know, and they cross over and, and uh, he said, now it's time for you to take the possession that I have for you. Because not only do I have a word, but I have a purpose. Yes. Amen. This is what I want you to do. If I have a word and I have a purpose for you, there's nothing that can stop you. Amen. But they came back and said, no, no, man, it's just, we, we just can't see how we can do it. And this is where they got themselves in trouble. They could not see how they can do it because their dependency wasn't on God. They lost their focus of their purpose, their cause. And so they said, we can't do this. And God said, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to have to do. You know, I could get the Israelite out of Egypt, but I couldn't get Egypt out of the Israelite. So I'm going to have to raise up another generation. And I called it the Joshua generation. And the Lord said, because Joshua and Caleb had pure hearts, a good heart, they followed holy, say holy, holy after God. God said, now, you know, I'm going, to, I'm going to keep you guys healthy. I'm going to keep you guys strong. You know, your age isn't going to um, uh, show when you get older. You're going to be as strong as you are now, 40 years from now. That's what I'm going to do for you because you wholly followed me. Amen. I'm going to preserve you. I'm going to keep you because they kept the purpose. They kept the cause. They kept the word. And that's why God said, I'm going to do that. You know, not many of us at 85 can do what we did when we were 40. Hello, somebody. But you know what? If God has a purpose for you, you will be able to. I don't care how old you get. You know, God still plans on fulfilling his plans for your life. And if there's somebody who's trying to stop it or because of somebody else who's hindered it, you know, God can wait on them. But he's waiting on you to trust him and fully follow him. So this is where we're at. We're in Joshua 14. Many of the Israelites have gone in. You know, they walked around the walls of Jericho. God did a great miracle of deliverance there. You know, and they're just, I mean, just supernaturally God's using them to fulfill the calls and purposes he has for their lives. And then Joshua comes up on the scene, and now it's his time to take his land, to inherit Hebron. Well, you know, this is a thing that most of us don't understand, but in Christ, we have great inheritances. Amen? Amen. All the promises of God are for those who pray enough, or, well, maybe you might get them. No? The Bible says all the promises of God are yes and amen. Why? Because the cause that he's put in you is not your cause, it's his cause. And because he has a purpose and he has a plan, he wants to use you to fulfill it. And so here we are, Joshua's talking about his, his, it's his time in verse, verse 6, Joshua chapter 14 says, Then the children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord spoke to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me and Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly, say holy, followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day saying, surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever because you have, there it is again, holy, say holy, holy, follow the Lord my God. And now behold, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. And he said these 45 years ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while in Israel, wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day, 85 years old as yet i am as strong this day as on the day that moses sent me just as my strength was then so now is my strength for war both for going out and for coming in what caleb was saying was just like my strength was then and just because and just and, and just like my strength was when I began to fulfill the cause and the purpose of God 40 years ago. My strength is just the same today. And I'm here to tell you that God will give you whatever strength you need to fulfill his plans and his purposes for your life if you are wholly following the Lord. As yet I am strong this day, as on the day Moses sent me, just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war And also my strength is for both going in, going out, and coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anakim was there. See, what a lot of people don't know is Anakims was the last remnants of the giants. And see, Caleb not only had a word from God, but he was purposed by God. The purge society. Well, how many of you know that today our society needs to be purged? How many of you know we need revival? Our society, boy, it looks like a mountain. I saw a little clip on something and I, Listen, folks, all the social media that's out there makes my head spin. There's this that pops up on my phone, and then it, something else pops up from this app, and then something else pops up, up from this app. You know, and all these other things pop up from here and there. I have no idea where they all come from. You know, but this popped up on something today, and it said, Christians are fearful of sharing their faith in public now. Not me. Dear God, I'm going to take as many people to heaven as I can. Amen. If I never see you again, what will I see you in heaven? I ask people all the time. You know, I got another entrance. How many of you want to know what it is to witness people? And what church do you belong to? Well, I'm not in church. Well, let me invite you to mine. You know, I was uh, in a business situation and had to get a ride home. And and, uh, this gentleman asked me how I like Missouri. I said, I love Missouri. You know, it's great. You know? Uh, still a little partial to Texas but that's because I'm married to a Texan you know but uh, but you know I love Missouri it's wonderful well I came from this state and I said well how are you liking here I'm getting used to it. it's wonderful I said well have you found a church since you've been here well no I said well I'd love to be your pastor <laughs> took my cell number hoping they'll show up this is how we grow a church sheep produce sheep If you hadn't noticed, I'm a shepherd. Sheep produce sheep. If you hadn't noticed, I'm a shepherd. Sheep produce sheep. Are you getting it? I got it. You know? That's your job. But I'm a sheep too. But God wants us to go out into the highways and the byways. How many of you have ever experienced just a, I mean, off the chart, I mean, just absolutely wall-to-wall Holy Ghost service in this house. And you immediately put it on Facebook. Oops. What a great tool to put it on Facebook, to put it on your social media. Let me tell you what's happened in my church. I'm telling you the pastor stood on his head. Well, maybe I didn't stand on my head. You know, but if I did, more people would come out just to see me do it. I mean, we had a Holy Ghost service or a one-liner, one of those zingers. Like, you know, God's a champion and making champions out of people who failed. You know, this is why you're supposed to be on social media. Not to find out who doesn't like who. And not to get in agreement with them. But social media is there for you to share and reproduce what God's doing in your life. Am I doing okay? That wasn't in my notes. That was for free. So here Caleb is. He said, give me the mountain. In other words, he's saying, give me what God said I can have because I'm strong enough to do what God says I can do. It doesn't matter how old you are, you can do what God says you can do. And you can go where God says you can go. And you can have what God says you can have. You can live where God says you can live. You can drive what God says you can drive. You can work where God says you can work. You can be what God says you can be. Because he put that in you. That's his plan for your life. But that's his plan and purpose also for other things to come to pass. And that was God's plan for Caleb, to finish out the Nephilim's, to go into that area of the mountain and wipe them out. And Caleb said, I can do it. Not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of God, I can do it. And if Caleb would have been born again, he would have said, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I have a plan. I have a purpose. God's using me to purge society and to purify all mankind again for the purpose of the Messiah. Now, he probably didn't know all that back then, but we can see it now. And that's why there's nothing that can stop God's plan for your life. There's no man, and there's no devil, and there's no government that can stop God's plan for your life. Now, Caleb's plans, the plans and purposes for God, for Caleb, were delayed by somebody else's opinion. And God said, I got a plan, Caleb. I'll tell you what. If you can wait on me, wholly following the Lord. If you can wait on me, Caleb, you know, with faith... And patience, you'll inherit the promises of God. If you wholly follow me, Caleb, I'll tell you what. These 40 years will go by quickly, but I'm going to raise you up just like I wanted to raise you up. Now, I tell you, now, folks, that's called divine acceleration. That's called divine acceleration. You know, Caleb got to spend another 40 years enjoying his inheritance that's not bad. You know, many times when we retire, we think, man, if I can just experience another 20 years not working, that's great. Caleb got to experience another 40 years after he, experienced, after he received his inheritance. Why? Because he wholly followed the Lord. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anakim were there and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him, gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jepaniah, Jepaniah, excuse me, as an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jepaniah, the Kenzite, to this day, because he wholly followed the Lord. What does the word holy mean? It means gave himself totally to God. What does it mean to wholly give yourself to God? Well, you know, I was reading from, you know, Brother Jerry about this word, you know, maximum returns. I want it. I want the maximum returns. How about you? Yes. You know, if God says you can have it, I want it. There's a purpose for God for me to have maximum returns. And not just for me to be Blessed. God wants me to have that maximum return. God wants to bless me so that I can be a blessing. Right. My wife and I were talking, and she said the nicest thing to me today. She said, Tom, you know, you just, you just have a tendency just to see the best in everybody. And then when someone isn't nice to you or, you know, you see something that's just not there, it just really kind of crushes you. It It does. You know but you know what i know god wants me to be blessed so i can be a blessing to others you know vicki wants a new remodeled kitchen and other nice things you know she's addicted to hgtv and every week we need to change the color of the room and the tile and the countertops you know Me, I could give it all away and live in a garage. (laughs) You know, it's the difference between men and women. Women want a nest. Man just wants his tools. (laughs) Anyway, but you know, God wants me blessed so I can bless others. I was thinking the other day, and I shared this the other day, I was just, I woke up you know, I woke up from that one morning. Was it Sunday morning? Two weeks ago, Sunday morning. When I woke up, the Lord spoke to me and said, you know why I blessed you with real estate? Wasn't that Sunday morning? That was a Sunday morning, wasn't it? You know, and it was just, you know, I'm sleeping. And it's just like God was just patiently waiting to wake, for me to wake up so he could bless me. He said, You know why I blessed you with real estate? I woke up, first thing he said to me. You know why I blessed you with, with good deals in real estate? If you don't know that, God's blessed us, not only personally, but in ministry with good deals in real estate. I said, well, no, Lord, I, I, I really don't. He said, because you gave your home away. See, when Vicki and I were ready to get married, she had a home, and I had a mobile home. Hers was a little nicer. She had a couple of other guests in her house. I had nobody. She had a couple children. She had a roommate. And I was like, well, what do I need to do with this mobile home? And I felt like the Lord wanted me to give it to her roommate. And I gave a home away. And, you know, God's blessed us so much in the era of real estate. It's just amazing. You know, God's blessed us in getting vehicles. But we've given cars away. I want to be blessed so I can bless others so I can make a difference. So when, you know, a missionary says, I'm going to the Mendoza so that we can go into Ukraine and help those who have been injured and, and don't have food from the war that's there. You know, I, want to be able to, I don't want to give them $100. I want to give them hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's why I want to be blessed. It's not for my cause, it's for his cause. That's why I want this maximum return. You know, highest level attainable. It's what I want. And so Brother Jerry sent this letter. He said, you know, there's something you might need to do to get to that place. And in his letter he said, holy, follow the Lord. Well, I'm going after it. What does it mean to holy, follow the Lord? Ask your neighbor. Do you know what it means to holy, follow your Lord? Go with me to Romans 12, and I think Romans 12, 9 through 21, gives us a good example of what it means to wholly follow God. Having faith in God, not being afraid to believe God, not questioning, can God do it for you or do it for me? Romans 12, Romans chapter 12, starting with verse 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. Be kindly in affection to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you and bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. And if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peacefully with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourself, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay all, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him, and if he is thirsty, give him drink. And for doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head, and do not overcome evil. Uh, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You know, one of the areas in the Middle East that is questionable with Israel is Turkey. Not sure which side of the fence Turkey is going to be on. You know, don't know if they're going to be on the side of Magog or Russia or Iran or, or if they're going to really ally with the United States or for, with Israel. Well, prophecy says, and the prophet who knows it says, they will end up going with Russia. But right now, it's kind of up in the air, you know. And how many of you heard about the earthquake? 5,000, 7,000. Let me tell you, the first nation that was there to help them was Israel. Why? Because this is not just a New Testament idea. Bless those who curse you. It's a God idea. Why do you think God wants Israel to prosper? Because they do these things. When there's a tribulation, when there's a disaster, when there's natural disasters going on, Israel's the first one there. What can we do to help you? When the civil war was going on in Syria, it may still be going on, I don't know. The Syrians would come over and Israel would have first aid camps all along the border. And the very enemies of Israel would come over and Israel would patch them up, give them first aid, mend their wounds, and send their enemies back over, healthy again. You know what that takes? That takes holy following the Lord. That takes blessing those who curse you. That means that, you know what, I'm not going to hold all against my enemy. And of course the news said that I think they've discovered 10 or 12 or 15, you know, people still alive in the rubbish. Why? Because... They have a purpose, and it's the goodness of God that brings a person to God. It's the goodness of God that leads a person to repentance, and they're showing the goodness of God, but it takes money. It takes being blessed. It takes the blessing of the Lord to do these things, and so let's not curse people who get blessed. Let's rejoice in the fact that people are getting blessed. Let's look at this again. Verse 10, being kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor and giving preference to one another. You know what that means to me? That means to me, I don't listen to negative reports about you from other people. That's what that means to me. I have a standard in my life. A lot of ministers know it. Some of them kind of turn their nose up at me. Don't talk bad about another minister to me. You don't unless you heard and you were there, you have no right repeating anything negative about other people. You really don't. That's wholly following God. Secondly, love covers a multitude of sin. I don't have the right to even tell other people what you've done that's wrong. I don't have that right. I don't have the right to tell you what they what, what somebody did wrong to me, to you, even if it is true. Because love covers a multitude of sin. This last year, the Christmas story spoke louder to me than ever before about Joseph, a just man. What's a just man? Well, he didn't want to expose Mary's being pregnant. At first, when he found out she was pregnant, you know, I mean, I can only imagine. You know, Joseph knows what kind of life they lived. He knows they weren't intimate. And Mary says, Joseph... I don't know what to tell you, but I'm pregnant. You know, Joseph could have taken her her to the priest, had her stoned. But he said, no, 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 no. I don't want to make a public spectacle of her. I want to do this privately. He wholly followed God. Aren't you glad he did? Because God spoke to him in a dream and said, Hey, Joseph, she's carrying my child. Thank you for letting me do this. I mean, that's putting in our vernacular, isn't it? That's the Messiah there, Joseph. And I've chosen you to be a father or stepfather to him. What an entrustment. But Joseph, that was one way Joseph wholly followed God because he wasn't willing to put her away publicly. It goes on and says, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit and serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patience in tribulation, and continuing steadfastly in prayer and distributing to the needs of the saints given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. I sure wish that wasn't in there, don't you? Bless those who persecute you. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. You know, somebody may have this great vision. They may have this great word from the Lord. And you may sum them up, or size them up, not sum them up, size them up, and look at them, and you may think, (laughs) not in your wildest dreams, but you don't know what God's put in our heart. That's what it means to be of the same mind. If God's told you to be a world shaker and history maker, I'm with you 100%. Because God's got a plan for you that he can only fulfill through you. I don't know what God's put in your heart. I just know what God's put in my heart. I think about that time that Joyce Myers had some, I guess, if I understand correctly, they were in her Bible study. And I think some of them were friends. and They went to her and said, Joyce, we heard that you believe God's called you to have a worldwide ministry. And Joyce was thinking probably, if I remember the story, man, I've got some people who are going to ally with me, maybe partner with me. And they said, Joyce, we just have to be honest with you. We don't think it will happen with you. (laughs) Does Joyce Meyer have an international ministry? You know, that's what it means. You know, when it says, rejoice be of the same mind if that's what god's put in their heart well glory to god it's not for us to say that'll never happen to that person until they get some things right that'll never and that's not for us to say boy i tell you what i'm helping myself this, after, this evening rejoice with those who rejoice weep with those who weep be of the same mind that's what i was just explaining do not set your mind on high things but associate with the humble be, do not be wise in your own opinion and repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for the good things inside of all men. You know, let's look at the positive. Let's see the best. Let's believe the best. I mean, all you got to do is turn on ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, and all the rest, and you're going to hear a lot of negative things. But let's see the best. If possible, as much as depends on you, who does it depend on? Who does it depend on? You mean you know? You mean the Bible is really asking us to take a little responsibility here, as much as it depends on you. Live peacefully with all men, beloved. Do not avenge yourself, and give place, or give, uh, or, or rather, give place to wrath, for as written vengeance is mine, and I will repay off. If you're holy, following the Lord, you know what? If someone does you wrong, God's going to fix it. God will repay you. Well, somebody stole it from me. Well, I'm sorry someone stole it from him, but is your faith in God? Right. I'll never forget. You know, Vicky and I decided to do something for somebody, and our hearts were right at the time, and we felt like it was the right thing to do, and invest it with them, and help them, and later on, found out that the that the what we invested was doing well, and one day, you know, we said, you know, can we get our investment back? We never got it back. Eighteen thousand dollars. Just like that. Nope. Not going to give it back to you. Okay. You know, and, I, and, and, and uh, got some advice. You know, Tom, you need to go to the police. You need to go get an attorney. So I did those things, you know. And, uh, you know, found out that, yeah, there was a real crime committed here. And one day the Lord said, let it go. Well, you know, I'd like to have $18,000 back. Probably could have got it back. The Lord said, let it go. It's Okay. Boom. Done. Dropped it. The next year. The next year. God blessed us. Not through the ministry, through other sources. God increased us personally $25,000 a year. Hallelujah. Not Amen. just one time. Amen. A year. Folks, is that repaying you back? Is that God blessing you? Absolutely. Did I not want to Get some lawyers and Absolutely I did. But it wasn't until I finally let go of it, because, you know, as long as I was hanging on to it, I wasn't wholly following the Lord. Just being honest with you. You know? So moving on, God blessed us. And we can just tell you that uh, several other testimonies similar to that, how God's blessed us when we decided to let go of things that weren't done right to us goes on and says, I will repay. God will repay. Are you fully, fully holy, holy, fully, both of them following the Lord? Well, if your faith is in God, you know that he will repay you. If your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him drink. For in doing so, you'll reap coals of fire on his head. You know, when I first read that in Bible school, I thought, yeah, I'm going to get back at you. I'm going to be nice to you. It's going to be like fire, coals of fire on your head. And then I found out what it really meant. And what it really means is that when people would travel, especially through the desert because it was so hot, they traveled at night, but the desert got very cold because there wasn't any sunshine. And so they would wear these turbans on top of their head, and so they would put coals of fire in the turban to give them warmth and give them light. It doesn't mean like, you know, you're going to really suffer. You're really helping the person. You want that person to finish their journey in the darkness. Boy, you see the correlation No matter if they're in the darkness of sin, by being nice to them, you're helping them and giving them warmth and light to finish their journey. Oh, my gosh. Anybody here say, I wholly want to follow God? I don't know about you, but I do. And it goes on and says, do not overcome. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Why? What did Caleb have to do? He really had to overcome evil didn't he the 10 spies gave the bible says an evil report he had to overcome that how with faith and with patience he wholly followed god i don't know about you but man i'm encouraged to say it doesn't really matter what i've been through to get here because i know it was god who got me here anyway but whatever is in the way from keeping me from wholly following God, I want it out of the way. No bitterness, no unforgiveness, no resentment, no nothing. Hmm? Let it go because I want that maximum return. I want that highest level attainable. I'm fully going after, I'm wholly going after God with my whole heart. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org, or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.